0: Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to my podcast. In this episode three, we are going to discuss first and foremost, what is mediumship? So I know that in my previous podcast, I had discussed the aura and the chakra system. And I had been explaining that there will be uh, we will be starting from the very beginning, basically. But there will be uh, little meditations as we go along as well. To get us started on this journey but I've been thinking it's important as well to actually discuss what mediumship is uh, itself and the different forms of mediumship and I know in my first podcast I discussed different things about when you go for readings and all that sort of stuff but it's important that you have a basic understanding of what mediumship actually is before you jump in let's just say. So I was Meditating earlier, and um, I was, I've been updating the website lately. Um, all of these podcasts are available on my website, Um, And these podcasts, again, as as you know, discuss the various aspects to the spiritual life, let's just say, and all the different things uh, you would associate with um, spiritual work. But um, I got this... I got this notion when I was meditating, or I got the push from spirit to update the website to what and I put in a section what is mediumship. So, as people when they visit, they can actually have a read over it and and they just give them a better understanding before they actually decide if 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 going to see a medium is for them or mediumship is a path that they would like to go down themselves. So. What I'm going to do in this uh, podcast is I'm going to start at the very beginning and I'm going to go through um, all of the different forms of mediumship and, and, and how they, excuse me, how they, um, what forms they take basically. So there are many, many, excuse me, I'm starting to get the cough, I'm getting a cough now. <coughs> excuse me, there are many, many forms of mediumship, so it's Mediumship is essentially whenever the medium uh, receives evidence from our loved ones that have passed on, um, have left this physical, uh, physical plane um, and passed on into spirit, basically. So it's, it's evidence we receive of their lives uh, whenever they were here on Earth. Um it's evidence of what they're doing now it's evidence of the fact that they are still very very much with us um you know even from the spirit world it's uh It's evidence about what could be happening in the recipient's life uh letting them know that the their loved ones are with them and they're watching and they're helping and they're trying to heal. Um, So I mean that's essentially what mediumship is, it's whenever we connect, um, whenever we raise our own vibration to match the vibration, everything vibrates, um, uh, every person, animal, plant, object, this planet, everything has a vibration and spirit have one too and it's whenever we take the time to sit and, and, and meditate and attune and raise our own vibration to match that of those ones who are in spirit and that enables us then to merge with them and connect with them and receive this evidence and this is what we pass on then to the person that has come to us for that reading so that's basically what mediumship is it's whenever we try to connect with the spirit world receive information from them give that to the recipient and prove the existence of their love the soul after death so that's basically what mediumship now again that's mediumship comes in many many different forms and i am going to talk about that i'm going to talk about how we perceive that evidence that comes to us so i know a lot of people assume as i've said in my first podcast that the, the spirit may just appear in front of you and that's where that's how the mediums getting all this information when in fact that does happen but it's actually uh, not as often as you may think um you know it's 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 basically It's basically more, um, I suppose I'll I'll, I'll make a start on going through the different forms and then at the end I'll be able to give you a better explanation then of how it all fits together. So, what senses does a medium use to understand evidence, right? So the first one is called clairvoyance. So you've probably all heard of clairvoyance. It's also known as clear seeing. And that's basically when the medium can physically see the spirit communicator or the images brought forward by them. Or they may just be seeing these as visions in their mind or their third eye chakra, uh, their mind's eye. Um, as I explained before, it's almost like you're daydreaming and you are seeing all of this uh, on on uh, all of this before you, basically. So that's clairvoyance, and then you've got clairaudience. So that's when the medium can physically hear the spirit communicator. Uh, it could be their voice. It could be uh, different sounds. It could be music. Uh, all that sort of stuff. And but they may also hear this um just in their own mind, so they may not be able to physically hear it, but they can hear all of this and they, they're listening. The spirit communicator is actually having a conversation with them in their minds, and again they can have a conversation with them as well, um, you know, physically as well. So that's clear audience. Then we've got clear sentience, so also known as clear seeing. The medium uses all of their or sorry also known as clear sensing apologies uh the medium uses all of their senses to understand the evidence Like sensations in their bodies. Um, So, let's say for instance, the medium has a pain in their arm. They may know that the spirit communicator died as a result of a heart attack. Uh, They may be able, the medium may be able to feel nearly the emotional mindset of the spirit communicator. So, that could be such as fear, sadness, anger, grief. And again, that would give them a better understanding of the type of person that the spirit communicator was in this life or bring them to certain events within that spirit communicator's life and the medium is then able to relay that information. So for instance, I'm feeling an awful lot of grief. Uh, I feel that spirit communicator is letting me know that they may be lost their partner uh, before they passed and they had many, many years of, of mourning them and stuff like that. And they never got on with their life. They never really moved on past that and stuff like that. So again, that's where the clear sentience can come in. So the other one is clear cognizance. Now this one is known as clear seeing or clear or clear knowing. So that's whenever the medium has the feeling of just knowing all of everything I just mentioned. They don't need to see it. They don't need to smell it. They don't need to taste it. They don't need to do any of that. They just know. And they just talk, and it just flows out of them, and it's a beautiful form of mediumship. Um, it's something though that does come with uh, time and trust, and it's it's confidence as well. But some people are just naturally they naturally know this. They just they're naturally they just naturally know. And again, as I've said, it's an absolutely wonderful, wonderful form of mediumship. I love. I do. I probably don't use it all as often as I would like to, but when it when it Goes, man, does it go? It's just it's just wonderful. Um so the other one is clear gustance, and that's known as clear tasting. So that's the ability to taste things both from this realm and the spiritual one. This can assist in relaying information about the foods that they liked or disliked, the medications the spirit communicator maybe had to take. So you, you might get that taste of paracetamol, you might get that taste of if it's antidepressants or or just that chalky taste in your mouth. That may let you know that the Spirit communicator was on a lot of medication before they passed and stuff like that. So that, again, can be a great way of relaying uh, that evidence and, and and getting that evidence across um, beyond a reasonable doubt, perhaps, for the recipient of that particular reading. So the other one then is chlorofactians, and that's known as clear smelling. Now, with this, the medium, now this is a bit hard to explain, but the medium can actually smell the energy spring being brought forward by the spirit communicator or by the spirit realm. And whenever they get that smell, it can actually trigger more visions in their mind. Um, and it's basically those visions can then turn into images. The images can turn into feelings. Then feelings can then turn into evidence. So the other... I suppose the other, the more obvious uh, one is whenever they can actually smell uh, smoke, uh, they can smell the person's clothes, they can smell sweat, they might smell animals. Then again, they'll be able to say whether or not the spur communicator had pets, they kept cows, They, all of that sort of stuff, or they may smell alcohol um, and stuff like that. And again, that gives a wealth of information as to if the spur communicator... And may have been an alcoholic, and, and they, maybe their hygiene wasn 't great, maybe they couldn 't look after themselves uh, very well, and you know and that can then lead to more evidence again um, about the relationship that the recipient had with the spirit communicator when they were alive, so that could be uh, one of healing where the recipient looked after them whenever they weren 't able to look after themselves and stuff like that. so you can get all of that just by a smell, so all of those senses they bring a wealth. Of knowledge with them. And mediums don't just accept the first piece of evidence that they get. So, you know, you may sense, you may sense, uh, f- Like a sickly feeling in your stomach, do you just come across as a medium and say, "Oh, I feel like they felt sick." You don't. You sit with it and you think to yourself, "Right, is this moving? Is it moving out of my stomach? Is it going anywhere else?" And that will be able to tell you then if they maybe had an illness that travelled through their bodies or stuff like that as well. So we don't just give out the very first piece of information we get. Now sometimes you will, and that's because you will just know that that's actually exactly what it is that they were trying to tell you. Um, But again, that comes with confidence and that comes with understanding um, all of the different senses and understanding understanding what senses work best for you. Um, I know certain mediums prefer to work with certain senses, but most mediums would work in the mental mediumship capacity, okay? So we're gonna talk about that now. So you've got two forms of mediumship. You've got physical mediumship and you've got mental mediumship. And there's even one called healing mediumship. So we even say there's three forms of mediumship. The first one is physical mediumship. And this is when the medium and other people in the room uh, receive physical evidence, such as noises, objects can be moving, um, stuff flying across the room, um, lights will be flashing, a spirit may actually appear in front of everybody. Um, as real as they were and um, whenever they were here on this earth um, there's again you can get really really deep into it where uh, people will sit in circles for years uh, trying to bring forward all of this phenomena um, and there can be what's called ectoplasmic rods coming out of the medium uh, these rods can come out of the medium they can be attached to a table uh, they can tip the table over and um, Spirit may do what they call a trumpet, um, and spirit can actually play noises through the trumpet when it's sitting in the room. Um, you've got a pores, you've got where uh, objects will appear in the middle of the room from another room in the house. All of that is physical mediumship, where everybody can physically see it in front of their own eyes. Now, physical mediumship actually started the whole movement of spiritualism itself. Um, now, I'm not here to talk about religion. Spiritualism is a religion in itself. And even though i class myself as a spiritualist, it's not something I'd be podcasting because that's not what I'm about here. Um, but it did start a movement where it came um, many, many, many years ago. Um, they were known as the Fox Sisters. Um, They basically could hear knockings and rappings uh, coming from the house that they were living in. And they developed almost like an alphabet. Um, So the spare communicator, um, they had certain letters uh, for a certain amount of raps and knocks coming from the walls. Um, And this, this is what started it all off. And then basically, this was how they developed this form of communicating with the spirit communicator. Um, the communicator said he was a peddler who was, I think it was something like he was uh, buried inside the wall or something like that. Um, Or he was murdered or something. I need to go back to school on that one. I'm supposed to know this stuff. Uh, But um, that basically started this whole movement where people became absolutely fascinated with uh, the thought that you know spirit can communicate with us from the afterlife now in many many different cultures there's shamans and all sorts of stuff going about, oracles this goes back thousands of years with people but it was mainly in and around this time when people the, the general public took a very very keen interest in mediumship itself and physical mediumship was the very first sort of real form of that where people stood up and took notice and i i personally believe that physical medium was essential uh, because it's like anything sometimes you have to see it to believe it but what that did was that expanded that, that actually began to open up the awareness of the planet so people's awareness started opening up everywhere and people were more open to it and again that raised the vibration of this planet it raised their vibration and enabled spirit to come forward even more so so Basically after that then what happened was they set up a lot of like you would have had seances and that's when all of that became very very popular and back in and around that time celebrities were doing it everybody was doing it it was cool to sit in a seance it was cool to be a medium they really were they really were stars of, of of their day in a sense. Um, you know, now don't get me wrong. There's many, many what we I suppose you call them charlatans. There's plenty of them out there that seen this as an opportunity to do people and to try and make money off people, all that sort of stuff. But there were some fabulous mediums uh, back in the day, Uh, you know, that they were true to the form and they, they did it. Because they loved using their gifts to actually help people and stuff like that. And that's what, that's what I love about it anyway. But anyway, that's physical mediumship. And physical mediumship is what we'd call the turning point for modern day mediumship. That's what set it up to become mainstream. And for it to be acceptable to offer readings and to do all that stuff. So we have physical mediumship really to thank for that. The other form is mental mediumship. Mental mediumship is whenever the medium uses their senses to relay the information such as visions in their mind, sensations in their bodies. If the medium has a pain in their arm, they know the communicator died of a heart attack. And They can smell cigarette smoke which can indicate lung cancer or breathing difficulties that the spirit communicator may have suffered from. So this is whenever the medium is, is listening to their body and they're seeing the visions in their mind, they're hearing it in their mind, they may also be physically hearing it too as well. But again, it's mental mediumship. It's it's what the medium is actually perceiving, not ne- not necessarily the actual person sitting in the room. It's more the medium is having to uh, look at this evidence and decipher um, what all of these images and sensations actually mean. They may listen again to their emotions and all that sort of stuff and see what that tells them. So, um, you know, they may sense sadness or joy and all of that sort of stuff as well. Mental mediumship, though. It is classed, it's further split into two subcategories. So we've got subjective mediumship and objective mediumship. So subjective mediumship is whenever the evidence is being observed by the medium alone through their inner senses and their mind. So again, it's the medium is, is observing all this through their senses and through their mind. This is a form of mental mediumship it's known as subjective so that's everything in a sense is coming from within the medium and then we've got objective objective this is when the medium doesn't need to try to interpret it as they can actually physically um they can physically see or hear the spirit communicator and um, the recipient can't but the medium can so that's objective mediumship it's still in the mental capacity of the medium it's coming from the medium and it is Basically, the recipient is dependent upon the medium to relay all of this information to them as they are not aware of anything happening in the room, if that makes sense. So once again, to complicate it even further, there are two elements to mental mediumship known as perception and control. So again, these are all very brief explanations, really, of what all this stuff is. I mean, you could talk about this all night, but I just wanted to do a little podcast to give you a very brief outlay of what mediumship is. So um, we've got the two elements, perception and control. Perception, this is when the medium must interpret the evidence from the visions, symbols, and feelings being shown by the spirit communicator for themselves. So this is whenever they are trying to figure out what is it you're showing me okay what could that mean um okay i'm trying to understand this a little bit more maybe i'm not getting it right i'm going to need to look deeper that's what's going on in the medium's mind whenever they're using perception as part of their mental mediumship the other one though is called control and this is the one when the spirit communicator will merge so closely with the medium that they can speak through them and they can often alter the voice box of the medium for their voice to be heard once again, they can bring forward wisdom, philosophy uh, from the spirit world, but also evidence straight to the recipient out of out of the spirit's mouth. Let's just say. So the spirit, what happens is the medium allows themselves to step out of the equation. So the the medium will step back in their own minds, and they allow for the spirit communicator to merge with them, to merge their energies with them. And it's almost like ghosting over, we'll call it, where the spirit actually basically comes in and takes a seat um, in, and, and and the medium being the seat. So the sp- what can happen is the medium can become quite animated. They can start to act like the spirit did in their life. They can start to get... Very stooped over. They may want to stand up straight. They may want to tap their feet. They may want to take on mannerisms uh, that the spirit communicator may have had whenever they were in this life. Um, they can, the medium can, you know, and sometimes. The recipient can be in no doubt after this that that is, uh, you know, that is their loved one because it's as if their loved one comes back to life before their eyes, but it is still classed as mental mediumship because at the end of the day, it is all coming through the medium Um, and it's, 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 the medium is, it's not like a physical apparition. It's not like a f- spirit have taken the physical form. Um, it's literally all still coming through the medium. So... That's mental mediumship. Mental mediumship is by far the most informative form of mediumship. Physical mediumship is great, but at the same time, it can tell you so much. You're sort of depending on what you're being shown, what you're seeing, um, what you're hearing. But mental mediumship opens up a world of information uh, from the medium. And the more gifted the medium is, and when I say gifted, I just mean the further along the medium is on their journey, the more adept they are at actually, um, you know, expanding this evidence further and deeper and deeper and bringing forward more insight. That's again, that's why to me, mental mediumship, physical mediumship was essential to start this movement and to start to make mediumship mainstream. But mental mediumship is what most mediums use whenever they're doing readings, uh, platform demonstrations, uh, public demonstrations. That's mental mediumship. It's just a wealth of knowledge because there are so many different feelings, uh, emotions, visions you can be shown, uh, information you can get. So mental mediumship to me is by far the most widely used form of mediumship. So. There's also healing mediumship. So healing is basically whenever the, the, the medium will connect to the spirit world and try to bring through healers, doctors that have passed on. And if they have a patient in front of them, um they would or or, or a recipient or just somebody that's come for a little bit of healing from spirit. Uh, spirit will work through, they'll work the energy through their energy through the medium, a bit like trans mediumship, which I which I spoke about, which is the physical, uh, whenever the spirit communicator would actually come forward and and merge so closely with the medium that they that they basically are the medium is like a host for them, really, in that sense. Uh, healing mediumship can be done in this way. It's known as trance healing as well. Um, and it's basically where the energy just flows through the medium from spirit and brings pain relief or a bit of healing to the patient. But it can also just bring spiritual healing to them as well, repair their own energy field and stuff like that as well. Heal, healing is wonderful uh, when it's done. He- spirit healing, I call it. Um, I absolutely love it. It's, it's, it's lovely to just sit and have somebody work this energy over you and you do you just feel you just feel mentally an awful lot better after it so that's basically a very quick description of what mediumship is and before you make a decision to go any further on this journey with me, you know, have a think about it. Now, the script for what I've just said is on the website. It's under what is mediumship. So you can have a good read over it again. Um, And if you want, you know, you can copy and paste it and print it off and you can have a good read over it then. Um, You know, but this is basically just to give you an understanding of the different forms of mediumship. And just to see if, if you can understand a lot of this stuff and maybe you've said to yourself, Jesus, I... Uh, Oh, I can understand, I can understand feeling that way, I can understand seeing that, that makes just so much more sense to me now. So that's what I would say to you, is have a good read over the script on the website as well, it's basically the same thing as what I've just said. Some people prefer to listen rather than to read, and that's cool, Um, but yeah, have a look over it, um, and then yeah, if you decide that this is definitely a journey that you want to go on, stay tuned for my next podcast. My next podcast probably won't be until this Friday, I would imagine. Um, I have promised you basic meditation. I have also promised that we are going to talk about the life between lives. Now, again, the life between lives. I actually think I might talk about that now. I'm sure why not? Um, the life between lives. I, I've i been reading um, a lot up on this. Um, I was reading a fascinating book. Uh, by uh, this guy called Michael Newton, PhD, Um, and basically he was a past life regressionist and he was working on a client one day and clients started to talk about what actually happened between lives, so between reincarnations, and 30 years later, after 7,000 patients or clients, he put together a series of books uh, discussing all of the all of this all of the people's experiences in the spirit world and I did a lot I did a lot of reading on that but I also got a lot of uh, I got a lot from my own work with spirit working closely with them but whenever I was reading this book a lot of stuff just fell into place for me it explained an awful lot of the things I was seeing the feelings I was having um, and it just made sense to me again you may to you this may be absolute mumbo-jumbo uh you may not believe it at all but i found i think i found something in it myself that makes sense to me so the life between lives is just it's it's just a beautiful thing um it's literally people get this people get this sensation whenever they pass some people call it the tunnel and and stuff like that and they see a light but it's basically whenever we go back whenever we go back home um to spirit or basically we are we're, we're welcomed by a teacher or a guide and this is just what most people have reported on and um, from what I was reading and uh basically sometimes we will stay we'll stay till after our funeral uh, we'll stay and try and give healing to those that have passed um we would basically come in the forms of maybe trying to work through their dreams or to just just Shout at them to let them know. Look, we're okay. You know, we're we're dead, but we're 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 still alive. We're alive. We're back home. We're back to spirit. And um, but some people are so overcome by the grief and the sadness that there's a cloud around their minds, and uh, they find it very very hard to receive this information. Um, now that's what some 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 souls will stay around for a while until they're sure that the the person has received their information. Whenever we pass over, and um, we we go through what they call it's it's like a shower where your energy is repaired because the human life can basically take a hell of a lot out of you. Um, it can it can ravage your energy field and stuff like that. And when we cross over, we get our energy repaired. Um, but once we go over, we shed this physical this physical being. We shed all of this all of the nonsense that goes with being human. We shed all of that hardship. We shed it all. We just we're back home, where immediately, well, if not immediately, we do become aware once again that that's you know that's our physical life. We're gonna have another one, and you quickly want to move on. Then again, this is what they reported. You quickly want to move on and just get back home, get back to spirit, and 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 get back to work. And whenever your guide, they'll sit with you. They'll go through. You know, some people are maybe feeling the, still feeling the effects of the physical life. Um, that they, you know, that they need some time with their guides to go through, work through some of it, and and maybe understand a bit as to why their deaths may have been so violent or been so painful, or. But they're gently reminded of their soul contract that they signed, or they didn't physically sign it, but it's a a contract that you make before you come here, you know, that you, you have a fair idea of what your life is going to entail. And they're reminded of all these things and the reasons why they wanted to come into this body, into this life in the first place. And basically they go back home and they're met by what they call a soul group, and it's not something from Motown either, it's literally... A soul group is a group of other souls who you've been reincarnating with for probably a long time and you're all probably of the same level of evolution as a soul um you're you're all trying to learn maybe a similar thing or each one of you is learning something different that will and as as a collective as a group um it's everybody learns from each other And, and you spend time back in this group again and you can spend a long time with them going through everything and Every one of these people reported that this that this feeling when you're back home to spirit is just one of such compassion and love. There's no secrets in spirit. Everything is educational. Everything is there. You're there to learn. You're there to you're there to look at what's going to happen in the next life and and what did what did I gain from that life? Did I do everything I wanted to do? Do I need to go back and try and do that again or stuff like that? And you can spend a long time doing it, but. Um, there's nothing forced on you, um what these people reported, there's nothing forced on you in spirit. You're not forced to go back and reincarnate. It's all done at your own pace. Um and then again, this is me just giving a very, very brief description of what happens when you cross over the life between lives. Um, you know, but it's basically you spend as long as you need to. Um there are some fascinating people were saying that you know people maybe don't reincarnate back to earth straight away they'll go somewhere else somewhere easier almost like a holiday and uh, they say that the human or the, the earth itself and the human body is one of the hardest uh, bodies you can you can put a soul into because the the human mind is so full of emotion and anger fear hunger um you know and it's it, it's almost like uh, it's almost like one of the the hardest classes you could possibly take, but the gain from that is so great. You just learn so much from it. So, and they say then, again, I'll skip forward and um, before you decide to come back down and incarnate again, um you you're shown one or two maybe three different lives that you could potentially lead, and you choose one based on what you think you're gonna learn the most from and um, and That's basically what it's all about. It's all about basically coming down to learn as much as we can and to expand as a soul and to um to progress as a soul and to have a greater understanding of the universe and and everything in it and it just sounds to me like a pretty a pretty nice place uh you know, but at the same time. You know, it's it's basically you can go back to spirit to try and learn all these things, but in this physical life, you have the opportunity to change it now. You know, why wait to have to go back to spirit? You know, just change things in your life now. If you can if you can become aware of what your gut instincts are trying to tell you, use those instincts. You know, use those instincts and make those changes now. You've got less to work on when you go back. You know, um, and it does. It just reading it gave me reading it gave me an absolute, and again, there are only very very brief descriptions. That was a very brief description of it. I will talk about it at length um, further. I may actually try and get permission from the author in the, themselves to see if they would be he would be happy for me to do maybe a podcast on this. Um, but again, I just want to give him credit because this book has changed my own perception of a lot of things, and it's absolutely fascinating. And this guy was a—he was a psychiatrist first, or he—he um, he used to work with um, cognitive behavioral therapy, and he was by the book. And uh, he had an interest in past lives and stuff like that. But he, you know, he did his job the way he was trying to do his job. Um, but he just fell into this, and it became his life and his passion. And seven thousand people with many of them reporting the exact same thing you know there's got to be something to that so um but again it's i suppose it's how we all perceive it um this isn't me trying to force this opinion on anybody or trying you know bash anybody uh with uh, religion in any way or what's going to happen again it's just some of this st- stuff just makes sense to me as a medium um you know but again, if, if if you're thinking of it, he's got two books, or he's actually got more than that. But he's got a um, Journey of Souls, uh, Destination of Souls, The Life Between Lives. There's quite a few of them he has, and they're absolutely fascinating. But again, that was a that was a it was probably a terrible description I gave, but I didn't even mean to start talking about that today. Um, But yeah, so that's basically um, the the life between lives. I will go back to that again, but I prefer, I think, to get permission to do that before I start talking about some guy's work. Um, You know, but I found it fascinating anyway. So... That's basically what mediumship is all about. As I've said, if you want to look at that further, you can go to the website and it's the script of what I spoke about earlier is right there. So um, yeah, have a great week, folks. Um, I will upload uh, that meditation to get us all started on this journey. So if you like what you hear, stay tuned for the next podcast and I'll speak to you soon. Cheers.